monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome back to the Brian of the Creature podcast with me, the creature, Joey G. And joining me as always, the cutest podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? Real good. I got me one of these Schweppes Zero Sugar Naturally Flavored Blood Orange Sparkling Sodas going on. Is that how you say it? Schweppes? How would you say it? I don't know. I wouldn't say it. I'd <laughs> say it wrong. <laughs> I think it's Schweppes. It could be Schweppes, but I think it's Schweppes. It is good. Yeah, it's a delicious beverage. But I don't think there's any caffeine in it. Oh. Well, that's good that we're drinking it at night. Now we won't stay awake. I could. It doesn't make any difference to me. Ooh, impenetrable to caffeine. Impenetrable? Do you mm. mean impervious? Impervious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, welcome back to the show, hun. You, Maria. We already asked that. But welcome you, the listener. Oh, I have. I fell asleep earlier, so I'm still a little um, foggy because I had a nap. While you were out, I put the children to bed and then I fell asleep. This is a painful opening. Oh, shut up. We watched your pick. Speaking of painful, people get hurt. The movie itself isn't painful. It's actually very good. I was going to say. <laughs> no, no, I like this movie a lot. Yeah, we uh, watched Hush. From 2016, directed by who, Nicole? Mike Flanagan. And who's Mike Flanagan? He directed... Um, <laughs> no, he did The Haunting of Hill House. Yes, he did. He did Oculus. He did. He did... Those are the ones that you've seen. He did a movie called Absentia that I really like that I saw a long time ago. Is it also horror? Yeah, it's one of the best horror movies I've ever seen, or I had seen in a very long time. I watched it on Netflix, and it had a terrible poster, but I was like, oh, I heard this was good, and it was fantastic, and I was like, oh my god, this whoever made this poster has not seen the movie. Um, but the reason I ask you this is because... No fewer than like five times in the last week and a half when I've said, Mike Flanagan, you've been like, who's that? It's because I don't listen when you talk. Yeah. He's also directing Dr. Sleep, which I, I think looks very good. Out. I don't blame you. By the way, Dr. Sleep looks good, right? It does look like it. I love you and McGregor. And I love Stephen King. Ew, don't do that. I had an itchy arm and I had to scratch it with my notebook. I, that made a gross sound. Don't do that again. It made a scratching sound. Anyway, so let's uh, let's have a listen to the trailer for 2016's Hush, and then we will re re return and talk about it. <laughs> yep.
Welcome back. I wonder if that trailer had any sound in it. I haven't listened to it or watched oh, it. Oh, I wanted to before you started this up again. We will listen to it and then so either you will have just heard the trailer or you will have heard nothing because we will. if it's just a silent trailer then I won't have actually played it. And why would it be a silent trailer, Joey? Describe the plot the movie's of called the movie. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, uh, I have notes. Would you like to go through them? Or yeah. should I just give a brief uh, an overview? Let's have home invasion and the woman's death. Uh, you can do better than that. I did. I've got pages of notes. Oh, We're going to talk do about it. it. Then. All right, let's get into it. <laughs> All right, we open with a cool establishing crane shot, revealing a house that looks awesome, but would of course be spooky as shit at night. And those are the things that realtors don't tell you about. So many windows. For faces to look into. These are the sorts of windows that faces look in. What happens? Exactly what happens. So the first thing that I noticed about this movie was a montage of cool sound design. They did a really neat thing where they did a bunch of like short shots, really just like focusing just on like the sound effects of these things happening. And then like they showed what? them uh, everything from like her... Um, the, there was cooking. She was cooking. She was cooking and it was all just like, there wasn't a lot of music. It was just like super focused in on these sound effects. And then when it showed them again, it there did it totally silently with just like an ambient hum, which mm -hmm. I thought was a really neat way of like introducing so, the fact that she was deaf. I actually read a little bit about this movie. Oh, good. Um, and Mike Flanagan chose to make those scenes where you're hearing it from her perspective where yeah. you're not hearing anything but having the ambient hum with it or a heartbeat with it because he thought that it, especially sitting in a movie theater people would think it was broken no they would they would it would take them out of the movie oh. and they'd be more aware of their the, the sounds in their own environment yeah. which would take them out of the movie that makes sense yeah i, I actually was, was cool. when it was happening i was thinking like it's interesting <laughs> that he chose to have ambient noise but i thought it worked really well mm -hmm. so yeah um, it's interesting that you comment on the sound design because from what I read, he did put a lot of thought into Well, like me, it. Mike Flanagan is very smart. So. Oh my gosh, you have so much in common. Are you BFFs? I Pen wish. Pals? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, so we introduce our, our heroine, who I have referred to as Sue Thomas, FBI. And that's E-Y-E. -E what was her real name? Oh, I don't remember. Joey. <laughs> Maddie? I'd have been Maddie. Maddie. Who What's, cares? I call them. I give them nicknames. I know, but, but she's Sue Thomas FBI. We should actually still like before you introduce the nickname. You should just say what they're actually called in the movie. Why? Who cares? This is a podcast about the movie, right? And I, and Sue Thomas FBI is the character. There was a TV show Who's when I was actress? younger called Sue Thomas FBI, um, and it was about a, a deaf woman who was working for the FBI. I know, and that's why I called her Sue Thomas. I don't remember the actress's name. I could look it up if you want. She's very good. She's married to Mike Flanagan, and she's also yeah. in House. This whole thing reeks of nepotism. House, and it's awesome. Haunting I guess she also was in Oculus. Oh, I, I haven't seen Oculus. Yes, you I have. I've seen it. You watched it in Kelowna with your mom and sister. It was that mirror one with the girl from Doctor Who. Karen Gillan's in it. And she's in it? I don't know. What, I haven't seen the movie. You guys watched it, and I read a book. I don't think she's in Oculus. Well, IMDb would beg to differ, so... A second ago, you didn't think you'd even seen it. So now all of a sudden, you're an expert on who was in it? In, you don't even know her the actress's name. Okay, what's her name then? Six Seagal. Six Seagal? You think her name is Six Seagal? No. <laughs> because, you know what, honey? I don't think her name is Six Seagal. Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I I'm really is... I'm guessing. There's a lot of movies called Hush. This is annoying. <laughs> Trying to find the one I'm looking for. 
Oh, wow. What? Yeah, I, it's because I was... The word Cthulhu got in before that. I don't Cthulhu remember. Hush. Yeah, Cthulhu Hush. Okay, her name is Kate Siegel. I said You Kate said Sixica! I, can't, I said you said cigar. Sick a cigar like from Cuba Cuba from the Will Smith song. I'm right. I'm catching it as a win. Right. Well, let's look at her IMDb page, darling, and see what else she was in. Hmm. Haunting of Hill House. Uh, hush. Uh, oh, look. Oculus. Does it say who she was? Who the fucking thunk? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it does. Well, I'm curious because a I small, don't really like a, a lesser. Her name was Marisol Chavez. But I don't think it's she was one of the main. Right. My point is, I don't think she was one of the main characters. It looks like she's, you know. 9 or 10 down the call list on IMDb, so she's probably a minor character in the anyway, movie. Anyway, everyone should go watch Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I would like to. I should still watch so it. so good. Better yet, she's everyone should read the it. book. The book's really good. What the fuck? Don't fucking side-eye me while we're talking. Ugh. Go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. You, you, you... Uh. Okay, you know what? <laughs> All right, moving on. Oh, um, right. The reason I'm okay. Sue Thomas, FBI's neighbor, texts to say she's coming by. So yeah, her neighbor. Sarah it doesn't matter. No, next door. I think it's the ginger spice because that's what I called her. Because <laughs> she had <laughs> red hair. And she's pretty. Yeah, and I was just like, what the fuck is up with these young people who can afford crazy fancy houses in the woods in the scary woods? Well, Maddie was a writer. You, Maddie, yeah, Maddie was a. Oh, yeah, but she was an author of one book that didn't sound like it was a bestseller. What? Maybe multiple books? We don't no, know. She, no, because she says she's going to die before she writes her second novel. Remember? Oh. Pay attention to the movie. I thought you read about this movie. I did. I have two oh, you notes. Have more no oh, you have two notes. Wow. Well, I have more notes. Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, so while chatting with Ginger Spice, uh, the food burns, and Sue Thomas FBI's fire alarm is like a rave. Yeah, because she is, is deaf, deaf, so she has to feel the vibrations. So it's super loud. And the yeah. light flashes yeah. to try to keep make her awake, too. Do you think that's why they do that at raves? Because so the deaf, deaf people can dance? All ravers are deaf. I've never... I, I shouldn't say I've never met a raver. I'm sure I have. I just... I You know what? A friend of ours used to go to raves. So I've met... Well, I know one raver. I'll ask her. I'll ask her if she's deaf. <laughs> Anyway, she wasn't um, deaf at the time, but maybe Raves made yeah. her deaf. So there's some idle chit chat from from Ginger Spice, and then I wrote goodbye forever, Ginger Spice, because I've seen this movie before. <laughs> oh, I forgot that you'd seen it before. Sure enough, I had not. Sure enough, later that night, while Sue Thomas FBI is doing dishes, Ginger Spice scrambles up to the house and gets crossbowed, but Sue Thomas FBI can't hear her. Shit. I know, that was, her back is turned the whole time. So from this moment on, I was tense the entire rest of the movie. You were, you were so tense. I was like, it was great. On the, I was on the edge of our bed. Yeah. Because we had Basically, to watch it in our bed because we had to wait for our son to yeah. fall asleep because we have to be on the same floor as him in order for him to fall asleep. Yeah. I sold you the whole bed, but you only used the edge. What? Monster truck commercials would say, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. That'll make one of our friends very happy who listens to this and loves monster trucks. Who doesn't love monster trucks? They're pretty great. So anyway, yeah, um, the man in the porcelain mask, as I sort of calling him, because of the man in the iron mask, that, that novel. You're very clever. Yeah. And it, yeah, because the killer has like a weird porcelain mask on. Uh, it's got like a so, creepy grin. Yeah, and so he watches Sue Thomas do the dishes for a while. Because he realizes yeah. she can't care. And then I wrote, uh, 
PM, which is short for porcelain mask, is in the house and creeping, moving shit like a knob. You know, like when people are moving your shit. You can't. Sue Thomas, FBI, goes looking for her cat, whose name is Bitch, which is an improvement over what Lovecraft named his cat. <laughs> That's a good joke. It is, thank you. It is definitely better. If you don't get that joke, Google Lovecraft's cat, and then go, ugh. Yeah, it's, what a pretty, dick. it's pretty awful. Lovecraft was a dick. Good writer, though. Um, the porcelain ma man in the porcelain mask starts texting Sue Thomas, FBI, pictures of herself, which is creepy and rad. Because he takes her, her phone. phone, yeah. Yeah, he takes pictures of her with her phone, sends it to her Mac, because it's all yeah. in the cloud now. I understand how technology works. I wasn't explaining it to you. Sue Thomas ma FBI manages to lock the man in the porcelain mask out, and he stalks around the house with his crossbow like a freaky rapist Robin Hood. Uh, he then kills the power, which also kills the Wi-Fi. But who needs a landline, right? Stupid millennial! Even if she had a landline, if he cut the power, the phones would be no, cut. No, they wouldn't. That's not how phones work. I just said I don't understand. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I said I do understand, yeah. but I don't understand the technology. amplification would be down. Like, if you had like a cordless phone, but the, you could actually, your phone still work as long as the phone line isn't cut, if there's no power. But he probably would have done that, too. I mean, probably. That's that's in, in a movie where if this took place in an era when everyone had landlines, he probably would have then gone to the big box inside the ho house that always says like phone. <laughs> like, oh yeah, kill that. Well, because I don't understand technology, when this part happened, I was like, why doesn't she connect her tab her her um laptop to to like? She tries to, to connect it to her neighbor's Wi-Fi, remember? But it's too far away. I was like, why? Oh, she know the password. I was like, why doesn't she just use her data? On her laptop. I was like, yeah, then I realized that that doesn't make yeah. sense. She could use her cell phone, but he, he took it away from her. An asshole. Yeah. So she couldn't even tether her laptop to it. Yeah, that was stressful. Would you stressful. like me to explain how that works? It was very stressful. So then she writes on the on the glass, didn't see your face, um, yeah. won't tell, or that's, something that's like that. That's literally my next note. So oh. Thomas FBI tries to tell the man in the porcelain mask she didn't see his face, so he takes off his mask and is creepy. Oh, uh, so the moment he, like, goes up to the glass and takes off his mask, I was like, oh, she's fucking done. Like, there's, like that, was, that was the moment where I was like, mm -hmm. there's no way that he intends on leaving her. leaving her alive. My big thing was, like, look at that guy's fucking neck tattoo. What a dill hole. But then he takes off his mask, and I also found it, him, underwhelming. Oh, I liked it better. No, this like oh the, the man himself. Yeah, like his his features. I was like, he yeah. just looks like a dude, and I wanted him to look creepy. Yeah. He didn't look creepy. He just looked like someone I could even be friends with. That's why I liked it so much because he wasn't the boogeyman. Yes, exactly. And then the, later in later in the movie, you kind of get a sense of a little bit of a sense of his background, and just like it makes sense for his proportions. Like he's not a big guy. Mm -hmm. He's pretty kind of. You don't need to be when you're a crossbow. Average, I guess not. I mean, imagine if you were big and had a crossbow. I'd be the scariest man in the world. You already are. People don't sit next to you on the C train. That's because I manspread. You do. You're doing it right now. I am not. You, you are... We're sharing a chair. Imagine us... We're adorable. Well, I'm adorable. <laughs> you, you introduced me as the cutest podcaster. That's just a line. I don't oh, wait. Can I just interject and say something funny that you said in this movie early on? Yeah. So her cell phone rings, and you said, 
who doesn't oh, change yeah. who doesn't change the default ring on their on their <laughs> cell phone? I went, Joey, she's deaf. That made me laugh really she's hard. So I was like, oh yeah, I guess that makes I was like, ah, oh, why wouldn't you change the default ringer? She's deaf. <laughs> she doesn't care what her I guess that's true. Is. She doesn't need like You're not wrong. A, a clip from a Rob Zombie song or or Iggy Pop or What's mine? I don't give a fuck. It's the theme song from Zeta. I Gunner. just said. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, he basically tells her that she's seen his face now, and he can come in and get her anytime he wants. But he's gonna wait until it's time, until she wishes she was dead. It's like what a bad fella. Yeah. This guy's a jerk. So Sue Thomas FBI arms herself with a knife and a hammer, like some kind of cool freaking deaf Thor, goddess of thunder. And she whole, barricades herself in the bedroom. The whole time, I was just like, "Oh, I wish she could hear." Like that, she just. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she probably thinks most of the time too. Like she's at such a disadvantage; she couldn't hear where he is and walking around the house. You know, there's a movie uh, that came out in the '60s that I really, really like, and it's got Audrey Hepburn, who normally I don't like, but she's awesome in this movie. Is it Charade? No, it's not charade. Let me. I that like is also charade. a very good movie, though. It yeah. also has my favorite actor. Yes, Cary Grant is in Cary charade. Grant. But this movie doesn't have Cary Grant. It does, however, have. Um, don't I don't want to watch no no Cary Grant movie. <laughs> Look. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, you a lot. Are. I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> See, it's fun times. It's funny when someone interrupts. It's not funny. You don't have to take it personally. Um, the movie <laughs> is called Wait Until Dark, and it's a similar thing where. A gang of street toughs and bad guys alan arkin is the bad guy breaking into this woman's house at night but they wait till dark uh, but anyway the point is she's blind in the movie so she's ah! again at a disadvantage it's a, Hepburn yeah, is blind? it's a really good movie and she is actually good she's great turns out i actually only dislike her in two movies breakfast i don't at breakfast at tiffany's because i don't like the movie and my fair lady even though i love that movie because she's a terrible eliza and it should have been um julie andrews who, julie andrews is is who it was on broadway so, um, the man in the porcelain mask uses Ginger Spice as a dead body door knocker, like a freaky Weekend at Bernie's situation, which freaks uh, Sue Thomas FBI out, and she sort of bails on the bedroom plan. He, like, holds her up and, like, taps on the window with her corpse. Oh, it's so it pretty freaky great. the way he does that. But she also drops her hammer, and thus it is no longer hammer time. I was like, when it, that part happened, I was like, oh, then that's the moment. I just wish I was dead, and then the movie would be yeah, over. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was just like hoping I'd get to make a hammer time joke, and so I have. Uh, Sue Thomas <laughs> FBI sets off the car alarm. Too bad she lives out in the sticks, and Ginger Spice is dead. But no, she does it for a reason. No, I know that. She tries. She's luring him away because she remembers that Ginger Spice put her own cell phone in her back pocket, and so she knows yeah. that he left the body right outside her bedroom window. I think I was writing this as that was happening and so I wasn't looking at the screen because I was already writing down my note and that's exactly right so she's not an idiot I am yeah like like usual I'm glad you're <laughs> Sorry. a fight at the window uh, results in Sue Thomas FBI stabbing the man in the porcelain mask in the arm with a hammer like a fucking badass and uh, it's it was rad. really cool so he's like she is getting back in the window the cell phone isn't there he, as she's slamming the window down, he catches it. Well, so it's they're... there, but she doesn't find it in time. It's not in her back pocket. It's no, in, he like... already has had it, I thought. I thought he, no, because he, he comes and gets it out of the of Ginger Spice's, like, shirt pocket, I think. Or else I made a mistake. But I, I thought that she just didn't get to it in time. I may have missed something, but I, I think he, he already, already taken had no. taken it. Maybe. And already thought of that. But <clears throat> So, as they're fighting with the window, she's trying to pull it down. He's trying to push it up. 
She lets go, grabs the hammer as he's pulling up the window all the way and just stabs him with it. It was so cool. It was very cool. It's like, yeah. So while he's recovering, she tries to get outside and ends up hiding underneath the deck and like holds her hand up and feels the vibration of the porcelain mask man's footsteps above her. And then when she thinks the coast is clear, she runs, but it's Crossbow City and she That's... has to escape back inside because he shoots the tree beside her. Oh, right. Yeah. So Sue Thomas FBI crawls out windows onto the roof and then flings her flashlight into the woods as a distraction and attempts to escape again. But once again, it's Crossbow City, and she gets arrowed in the leg. Shit. Yeah. And she was all, like, screaming, but she can't say anything, because she could neither speak nor hear. She probably could scream. No, she couldn't. They even said that. She had, after she had meningitis, she lost the ability to speak and hear. Oh. Yeah, that's why she goes like this, and you just hear her breathing, because she can't make noises. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Good thing both of us watch this movie because we both miss everything. <laughs> so then um, Porcelain Mask tries to climb the roof, but Sue Thomas knocks him off and steals Mr. Crossbow and goes back inside. Why did I write Mr. Crossbow? That's weird. I was like, that part happened and I was like, yeah, take that bad boy's toys away. He doesn't get that doesn't back. Need no crossbow for you. No, go to your room. So then I wrote, hella good acting ensues as Sue Thomas FBI tends to her leg wound. I get really bad hangnails, so I can totally relate. Sue Thomas turns attention to... Is that why you're wearing a band-aid right now? Yeah, because my hangnails bleed really bad. Do you pull them? Yeah, I do. Well, don't do that. No, grab some nail clippers. Oh, really? I'll just grab some nail clippers, you know, as if you and the boys don't hide them or eat them, and then somehow break them. How do you break nail clippers? I've never broken a set of nail clippers in my life, and we're down to one set in the house. I, I have don't... a set in my desk at work. So when I'm at work, I use them. But at home, I'm fucked. Wait, <laughs> I don't know how they break either. I, yeah, that, my point is, you fucking heavy-handed. That's how they break. <laughs> well, fucking heavy-handed. My, my nails look great. Fucking heavy-handed. <laughs> yeah, well, my fingers are in ruins because I can't find any ever. <laughs> Uh, I can relate. Let's see. Um, so Sue Thomas turns her attention to loading the crossbow, which is hard even without a gammy leg. I know yeah, how it and her fingers were yeah. like bleeding. By she the also end. didn't know how to do it. Well, no one ever showed her. No, no. Why would she know? But I'm just saying. There I is wish a technique you should have been there because you knew. I know in theory. I've never actually done it, but I know how. You've never loaded the crossbow. I've never shot a crossbow. I've held lots of them. I'm surprised. I thought you had. No, I just like to pose with them on Instagram sometimes. I learned so much about you on this podcast. Yeah, for example, he's never fired a crossbow. Okay, I thought I knew everything about you, but I guess I don't. Yeah, so Dr. Boyfriend, the boyfriend of Ginger Spice, shows up, and he's a complete dumb shit who falls for the old fake cop routine. Until... Well, yeah. Um, the earring falls. Dr. Boyfriend decides to be a fucking detective after Personal Mass drops an earring. Jesus Christ fucking... Which is his girlfriend's yeah. earring. Jesus Christ, Dr. Boyfriend. The cop has a fucking snake tattoo on his neck, you dumb meathead, is what I've written here. I was really mad at Dr. Boyfriend how fucking stupid he was. What a fucking idiot. We're almost at the part that made me really mad, so you can keep Some going. fucking dumb shit comes up and goes, Oh, hey, I'm a cop with his fucking neck tattoo. And look at that guy. It's not a cop. He's an asshole. Uh, and then, like, it's, the tension is so tense. Yeah. And he, he grabs a rock. Dr. Boyfriend grabs a rock while um, 
porcelain mask man is going to figure he's yeah is there a bit, there's a bit of a ruse where he goes to look for a key that dr boyfriend says is hidden in the flower pot in the most obvious oh yeah just just go look over there for a second this guy's a fucking useless idiot i'm glad he's dead <gasps> Joey. and then as he but then the worst part was like uh, Dr. Boyfriend gets a knife to the throat and it was completely Sue Thomas's fault kind of because she bangs on the door and goes hey help and he's like shit I had a plan but I'm too stupid oh, like and then right he gets the stabbed jugular. right in the neck and it's uh, yeah it's quite a bummer so while the porcelain mask man is fighting with Dr. Boyfriend Sue Thomas's inner voice and her sort out some scenarios and it's a pretty cool device okay, but this is where I got mad because up until this point, she's been really smart and resourceful and kick-ass and, like, <clears throat> fighting back and, you know, yeah. finding out all her options. Literally... But she keeps trying to escape. I know. But literally, Dr. Boyfriend has the the guy. They're on their backs. He's choking him. He dropped the knife. He's literally at his most vulnerable there. Why didn't she run out and grab the knife and stab him? She um, should have seen that... I think because she's trying to, because she doesn't see that that's what's happening, because she's trying to run away at that point. She's like... No, she wasn't. She was looking at the window still banging. Yeah, but we also know exactly why. They show us why. No, no, run to stop No, but that's him. what I'm saying. The reason they show her that's what, not why she did that is because she sat there and worked out all the scenarios in her head and knows that there's no way she was going to get there and not get killed by him. No, that's not the scenario that played out, though. Yeah, it was. It shows her, then she decides to run, because that's what you would actually do in that scenario. Not She hasn't decided to fight him yet, remember? She's still just trying to get away. But she should have seen that that was her opportunity. She didn't even see that as an opportunity. I think you're asking an awful lot of a person who is terrified out of their mind and be hunted by a dickhead and just watch some other guy get stabbed in the neck. I don't think that there's a chance that you would have run out there and stabbed that guy. Oh, yeah. I no. Yeah, no, I had absolutely no problem with this. As it made me mad. Because she hasn't even decided that the only... Like, she runs through... Like, earlier in the movie, they established that when she writes books, she has too many endings, and she has to figure out which one, because she sees a bunch of different endings for everything. So she sits there and runs through scenarios in her mind, and all of her attempts to escape end with her being caught and killed. So she decides the only way she can possibly get out of it is to fight back and kill the guy first. Right? And then She I, realizes that she's losing blood. Yeah, quickly. well she is, and so she's not going to have the strength soon to get away. Mm -hmm. At this point, Nicole is laying on her stomach close to the TV, clutching pillows. <laughs> it was adorable. It says right here, Adorable. <laughs> Porcelain Mask has a little chat with himself and ends up getting shot by a crossbow as he's about to cut oh. a bitch. <laughs> Wait, can we just backtrack a little bit? Yeah, sure. We totally skipped over my funny joke. Okay, okay. I'm, we'll sorry. I'm sorry. Can you say it one more well, time? Then? He ends up getting shot by a crossbow as he's about to cut a bitch because he catches the cat whose name is Bitch and he's going right. to stab it, remember? And then he gets shot with the crossbow in the in shoulder. In the shoulder, yeah. yeah. So, back when he's talking with Dr. Boyfriend, is that what you're calling the other guy whose name is John? The dead boyfriend? Yeah. Dr. Boyfriend, yeah. Dr. Boyfriend. So in that short little interaction between them, that's when I felt I got a sense of um, the bad guy's uh, background. The man in the porcelain mask. Porcelain mask. I keep not getting your nickname straight. Look, I will admit, my nicknames are a little wordy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he says, like... Um, Oh, I, I knew like I wouldn't be able to stand a chance against a big jock like you or mm -hmm. something like that. I just get a sense of like he's not very big. Maybe he was bullied by jocks or something like that. Like just in that short little interaction, you get a sense. He seemed of, like yeah, somebody you would have been friends with in high school, like a total burnout. <laughs> yeah, it's my best friend there. 
Now all your friends in high school were pretty much burnouts. Yep. Not all of them. No. But most. And all it takes is most. I wasn't. No, I just no. hung out with them. You would have been. Oh, shush. <laughs> you just had a really grumpy boyfriend. Shush. Uh, so then, um, Sue Thomas FBI gets her hand crushed to bejesus and back. Which was brutal. Oh, it was brutal. And then she writes, do it and coward on the window in her own blood because she's so fucking rad. Yeah, this was like Mandy levels of rad. The radness was significant. <laughs> uh, okay, so Sue Thomas FBI then types a description of her killer and a goodbye note on her laptop before going into motherfucking battle. And she waits in the bathroom with a knife. But she's deaf. So when Porcelain Masked Man breaks into the bathroom behind her, oh she God. doesn't hear him, but she does feel his breath. On the back of her neck. Yes. And she fucking whips around and stabs him in the leg. Right in the knee. Yeah. But she's lost a lot of blood and things look bleak for our heroine. The man in the porcelain mask is going for the kill. But Sue Thomas FBI blasts him with wasp spray. You have to be careful with wasp spray. <laughs> and sets off mega loud smoke alarm. Now they wrestle. Oh, that was the moment when she like put the smoke alarm on and it's so loud yeah. and it's blinding him. I'm like, yes, now she has the advantage. <laughs> so you're saying she's like, yes, and you were like, now they are on equal play, equal footing. No, I said now she has the advantage because the sound is literally yeah, hurting, blind and deaf. hurting him and she is not affected at all by the sound. So yeah. she's at an advantage there. Because yeah, And she can see and he can't because of the wasp Because of the wasp But still, spray. he manages to get on top of her and is choking her to death while they're wrestling. But luckily, it's a movie, and they happen to be wrestling on the floor near the corkscrew that they introduced in like the first second of the movie. Uh, and then she punctures, as I wrote here, she fucking punctures his stupid tattooed throat with it. Yay, fuck that guy. He's an asshole. 911 is called. Hurrah. So she wins. Yes, she does. Which was nice. It was a really good movie. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Yeah. I uh, I actually I tend to, I do like home invasion movies. Um, I think this is one of the better ones because it really is it's short. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Uh, the pacing is like perfect. Yeah. I would pacing say pacing is very good, and there are there's only four characters in the whole movie, and really only there's two five. characters. Who's the fifth? Oh, her sister on the. Yeah, I on... wrote it down. There's only five characters. Okay. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Yeah, I would say that there's two and a half because. Ginger Spice is half a character, and Dr. Boyfriend and Sister on the internet don't even count, because Dr. Boyfriend's such a fucking idiot. But yeah, I, I was amazed at like, how well-realized the two characters of Sue Thomas FBI and the Man in the Porcelain Mask really were. Yeah, and you had kind of um, compared it to Stranger... Uh, what's it called? Stranger? The Strangers, the which Strangers. I like a lot. But essentially, the home invaders are like boogeymen. Yeah. They are faceless, nameless. It's all about the scare. This is, they're terrifying. Yeah. And this is more realistic. This movie isn't actually scary. It's exciting, but it's not intense. scary. It is intense, but it's not like scary in the traditional horror movie sense. There's no it's, jump scares, well, really. I would say it's more like terrifying and horrifying in a real sense. Yeah, sure. Of like what a real home invasion may be like. Could be like yeah. There's no horror movie bullshit in this movie. There's action movie bullshit, but there's no horror movie bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the whole, like, the, the, the corkscrew thing was, it was all a little bit tidy, like a, like an action movie, but I like that. I like action movies, so it was fine. Yeah. Fucking Doctor Boyfriend, though. That guy just annoyed me. It's like, you fucking suck. Did you get a sense at the beginning that Maddie was into Sarah? 
her ginger spice? Yeah. Not at all. Because she was on the, she was still on the rebound from that dude who she Yeah, but that doesn't mean she No, I know, but no, I didn't get that sense at all. I did a little bit. Oh, you just get, So Mike oh, Conaghan wow, originally okay. had Please. wanted to make the movie without any dialogue. That was his premise for wanting to make her mute and deaf. Mm -hmm. But um but he decided that the demographic of like horror fans Probably wouldn't be into that. I would have been into that. Yes. But this was good. Mm -hmm. I can see why you would decide, well, you know what? That might not work for this. There's not a lot of dialogue in the movie. Well, there's no dialogue. There's not a lot of monologue in the movie. It's mostly silent. Yeah. There's, there's mostly silent. He sometimes talks. There is that one scene. I, the only thing I, I almost wish that the, the, my biggest complaint about the movie is that scene where she runs through all the scenarios, which is really cool. I didn't like that she you could, that she could hear her own voice or, and the voice of her mother. They introduced that earlier in the movie that the, the voice in her head sounds like her mom. But I was kind of like, why do we only get this now? It, it, so I was kind of like, this. they could have shown all those scenarios without her actually having any voiceover. That's true. And so I thought that that was kind of like weird in other place and didn't really work for me. That's like the one thing about the movie that I would say was like a misstep, but... Yeah, I it wasn't that. bad. No, I see why you say that. It was kind of just like, yeah, you committed to it for the rest of the movie, and then there's this one scene where all of a sudden she's talking to herself. Whereas for the rest of the movie, she ex like explains all that stuff just with her face, right? Mm -hmm. So, that was weird. I agree. I would have been fine with the only, with only the scene with Dr. Boyfriend talking to the man of the porcelain mask. And not him talking to her at all? Uh, no, those were actually okay. He didn't talk to her much, right? Not much. Only no. really, like, the one scene at the beginning, and then the one scene um, when he's talking to the cat, right? Oh. I think he does say something else to her through the glass. I think it's something along the lines of, Ow, fuck! After she hits <laughs> Oh, her. he does call her a cunt. At one point. Look, you shouldn't call women cunts, but if they stab you with a claw hammer... That might be the one time well, where it's okay I mean, to say that. He's the cunt. No, no, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, like, I understood in that moment why he, that word was in his heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a bad guy. I'm glad he's dead. Well, I enjoyed that movie. I did too. I was, when you picked it, I was kind of like, oh, I've seen this already. But then I was also like, but I also like this movie a lot, so that's okay. It was really good. It wasn't like if I had seen Atrocious and you wanted to watch it. Remember Atrocious? Yeah. I actually barely remember Atrocious. I just remember it sucking. Yeah, I've picked some stinkers. So have I. Have I? Probably. Probably. I'm pretty smart, but it's possible that I did. I don't think I did for the next one, though. Let's hear it. Oh, is there anything else you want to say about this? You read both your notes? Yes, I did. <sighs> that looks like three notes to me. It says, only five characters. Good observation. Flanagan wanted to make a movie without dialogue. I'm trying to think if I've seen any movies without dialogue. I'm sure I have. You've watched silent films? Yeah, but sometimes they still talk to people in those movies. I guess they should the title the cards. Yeah. Buster Keaton didn't like to use those, though. He used as few as he possibly could. I should show you an episode <laughs> of Ever From a Painting about Buster Keaton. I've seen a lot about Buster Keaton. I love Buster Keaton. I wish Buster Keaton made horror movies so we could watch one for this podcast. <laughs> but, speaking of... You know what, Nicole? This is an accidental, brilliant uh, seeg into this because we are watching a silent film for our next movie from 2010. 
It is a German silent film uh, adaptation of, of The Color Out of Space called ah. Die Farbe. So The Color Out of Space is my favorite Lovecraft short story. We did it in our zine that we, we did. put out this year. And I've heard nothing but raves about how good this is. And maybe it's not a silent movie. I think it is, though. It says it's in German. So even if it isn't silent, <laughs> it is, it's in black and white. You know what? I think, it's, I think it isn't silent. There's a um, there's another Lovecraft adaptation of I think it's of the Call of Cthulhu that's a silent film that I might be confusing with this. Doesn't matter. The point <laughs> is we're watching the Color Out of Space or oh, Defar. Yeah. Now I bought this movie the day it came out on Google Play. Like, well maybe not on the day. The point is I've had it for a long time, and I've never watched it for some reason. So we're gonna watch it together. A black and white version of the Color Out of Space. How great. That'd be cool. How long yeah. is it? 86 minutes. Perfect. Yeah. That's the only one. That's so that's interesting that you picked this movie, Joey, because like on one of my dog walks recently, I was thinking about our podcast. How good and, it is. Like the types of movies you and I generally pick. I usually pick American newer horror movies. And you, if you do pick something um, outside of, this, of North America, I usually choose Korea. Or Japan. Or Japan. Um, so I was actually on the dog walk thinking, I think I'll look up stuff from Germany. And he just did. That's cool. Yeah. I, did you ever see another... I don't know if I watched... I'm sure I watched it with you, but it may have been a long time ago. And it's possible that we just started making out because we were teenagers. <laughs> and didn't watch the whole thing. But The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. That doesn't it's even a ring silent, a bell. It's a German expressionist silent film. Uh, it's really good. I can't imagine at that time I would have even agreed to that to... Put on to make Knowing out it too. was a horror movie, you probably would, we didn't put it on to make out too. We put it on and then like halfway through, you were just like, "Let's make out because you're so sexy." I don't think and I was like, "But darling, cinema!" And you were just like, "Look at my cute face smiling at you." And I'm just like, "Oh, kiss me, you fool!" I don't think that's hard. You seduced me. I was went. trying to show you art and culture, and you were like seducing me. How come you never seduce me anymore? <laughs> now you're just like, shut up, I want to watch this. I'm like, okay, fair enough. I don't know why I always make your voice sound all squeaky like that when I do it, too. I don't know. I actually do secretly know. Why, it's not squeaky. <laughs> I hope that that came across as squeaky on the mic because it sounded to my ears. Anyway, yeah, so that will be back next month, the final Friday of the month. July. Of July, thank you. Yeah, I couldn't remember what month it was. I couldn't think of when. What it, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> Until next time, I am the creature Joey G. And I'm the bride Nicole. Y'all stay How scary. Let's go watch some old sound films. Make out, baby. Ever decide? Probably gonna turn it off and get yelled at. <laughs> yep. To wed this man.